This is the Doctor Who Podcast, and you are most welcome. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the South Bank of the Thames, just outside the British Film Institute, with my good friend Phil. Hello, Phil. Hello, James. After just watching Daleks. Yes, for the last three and a half hours. (laughs) My joints are stiff. Yes, yes. Uh, I think I've left my buttocks in the theatre, actually. (laughs) Yes, now, so you can listen, uh, listeners, for the next five or ten minutes or so, me, me and Phil complaining about our health. But we've just seen uh, Revelation of the Daleks, which for both of us, is, it's been the first time in many, many years. It has. It's been a very, very long time. Um, I, obviously, I watched it on DVD, and I, I don't think I did watch it when it went out. We were discussing this uh, in the theatre. Um, it was around that period of Doctor Who I wasn't really watching. So the first time I watched it fully was on DVD a few years ago, and I don't think I've really watched it since. Did you go into this thinking, oh, I'm going to enjoy this, I like this story? Yeah, well, I think I went into it, it was almost like a new story to me, because I remembered almost nothing oh, about right, it, really. Right, right. I remember the Glass Dalek and the, uh, the first appearance of the Imperial Daleks and, and everything. Um, but apart from that, I, I couldn't remember much about the plot at all. Um, so I watched it this afternoon, I went in with a complete sort of open eyes, and I thoroughly enjoyed it, actually. I thought it was a cracking story cracking dialogue um, and some cracking performances as well yeah I do too I mean I, I did remember this story I've seen it probably three or four times I remember thinking it stands out from the other stories in season 22 mm. and I also remember thinking just as they got this doctor right they yeah. decided to change direction massively and uh, there was one of the questions that was asked by an audience member at the end was well you know what direction do you think the show would have gone in had the hiatus not kicked in mm. and uh, obviously you didn't get any detail but it's no. an interesting question and and for me had it carried it on in the way that it was going then I think it would have almost certainly been more rewarding than season 23. Exactly. I think the I think it was what Nicola Bryant um, and Colin Baker were saying they they made the Doctor Perry uh, relationship mm. themselves. They brought it together themselves because they were still having that, that bickering um, dialogue written for them. And they they changed it themselves, and it worked because you, you saw their relationship changing. It was mellowing, and, and it was more friendly banter. Yeah. Um, I mean, that did happen in Trial yeah. of a Time Lord too. But I, I I've heard them say that before. And I wonder whether or not it's just, not dishonest, but it might be a little disingenuous. The reason why I say that is because I I think there was a determination behind the scenes to try and reduce the arguing and uh, the violence, you know. And I think perhaps with the benefit of 15, 20 years, Mm. now that they are in control of their characters at Big Finish, pretty much, or have a lot more say in how they come across, maybe it's just something that they, you know, they like saying, did they really persuade the writers to well, respond to them? Well, I'm getting to wonder because when you get to Time Lash, which underrun 
ball accounts. So they had to write some additional scenes, which were just TARDIS scenes, because it was cheap to do. They had the standing set. And they were back to bickering again. That's the way it was written. And it stands up like a sore thumb. It doesn't really work, that whole thing, because one minute they're, they're um, all sort of, the, the, the relationship's mellowed, then it's bickering. Then within the same story, they're mellow again, and they cut to another TARDIS scene, and they're bickering. Yeah. So just to talk a little bit about the actual event as well, uh, as always they have guests, I mean the headline mm-hmm. if you like, Colin Spall, yep. who uh, you were very kind in explaining to me <laughs> <laughs> which character he played, because I couldn't remember, <laughs> couldn't remember in Revelation, uh, Colin Baker, Nicola Bryant, they were the headline guests, but we yep. also had what, 10-15 minute sessions with Roger Lim, who yep. once again, I didn't know who he was, <laughs> uh, I was very glad Phil was here. Um, I'm sure the listeners have got this image now of James sitting there in a wicker bath chair with a, going, with a, with a, with a big that? ear trumpet. Who's that? <laughs> <laughs> and um, the very first, um, the very first 15, 20 minutes or so, uh, consisted just of Justin Johnson and Dick Fiddy who were presenting or hosting the event. Yes. Um, and a little bit of a change this time round. You, you essentially had Justin interviewing uh, well, it was Gareth Cavanagh, who uh, mm. again is very active in. Um, Various different new media, shall we say, yeah. comics. Some I'm, I'm not actually aware of. He's, he's quite prolific on Twitter. Lots of uh, Doctor Who fans yeah. do, do follow him. But it was pretty much actually the Justin Johnson show where he, <laughs> he kind of talked for 20 odd minutes. But it was really interesting stuff. Yeah. Uh, and I'd very much like uh, to hear more of that. So, Justin, if you're listening, thumbs up from me at least. Yes, and, same from me as well, actually. Um, I, I've got to be honest, I think it's, I've been to many of these. Doctor Who beer five events now. Um, I think it's got to be my favourite. I really enjoyed today. I thought it was cracking. So, what is it that makes you enjoy these events? Because I, I, for me, it's when I'm not familiar with the story that's being shown on screen, and that sounds like it might. Yeah, exactly. Right because I say it felt like a, um, a like a new story to me. Um, I thought the guests were on really good form as well. Um, I thought the interviews are really well done. I think everyone was just on really top of their game today. It was it was good. I mean, I mean Nic- Nicola Bryant, I do want to have a quick uh, discussion about Nicola Bryant because yeah. obviously I've seen her countless times at uh, events. Uh, I've interviewed her on two occasions now over mm-hmm. the years. And yet she still, for me, feels slightly, or comes across as slightly uncomfortable when she's interviewed. I mean, in terms of what she says, it's interesting, it's witty, it's funny, it's yeah. engaging, uh, and it's not always criticising the way she portrayed herself 30 years or so ago Mm. which some fans seem to obsess about Um, and she looks so uncomfortable being in the spotlight I think it's like I think it's why I think with actors that they they like being someone else that they're not comfortable in their own skin Um, and I think it's that (laughs) it's that whole thing of what they find themselves quite dull and uninterested I'm not saying Nicola Bryant is dull and interesting because she isn't she's really fascinating you know to listen to Um, but yet I think that's the thing but everyone's just looking at you rather than you being someone else I think I think that's why maybe that's it know. because I found it contrasted with Colin Baker to such an extent you could see him getting antsy when the story weren't about him <laughs> or when they were talking about something that he wasn't party to it's like yeah. well you know <laughs> and, 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 and I thought it was really funny because the, the trailer the Pete McTie authored trailer for the season 22 yeah. Blu-ray set features Harry later on in life with notably no sixth doctor. Yes, we do, you do hear his voice. I mean, we've all, we've all watched the trailer. Not his usually. voice, as he pointed out. We said it wasn't. I think it was sampled, actually. So. <laughs> <laughs> Quite possibly. And uh, that, that's something else uh, about these 
these sets, which of course these entire events are set up to uh, to celebrate. Just promote those, these sets, aren't they? Yeah. Well, it's, it's yeah. ironic, really, when um, we don't even have a release date as we currently record uh, yeah. for the season twenty-two box set. But we saw so much of it today. Probably about twenty minutes, twenty-five minutes it of extra for a material. Lot longer than I, than I anticipated. Actually, I thought we were just going to show the, uh, the, like the 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 Perry. Uh, sort of Vignette, we want to call it. Uh, yeah, vignette. and then yeah, and then you get um, you get behind the sofa as well. Um, you get Colin Baker and uh, Nicola Brown on location back at the old location. Three different locations. Three different locations. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, and the Michael Graydon interview. I'm glad it didn't give too much away. That's probably the one thing I'm looking forward to most on that box. Set. I agree, and I yeah. think that's about an hour-long interview with Matthew Sweet. Yeah, and um, I don't know, Michael Grade. I've always found very straightforward and straight down the line. Mm. Uh, so the fact that he's actually agreed to tell his side of the story now, I know, it's yeah. going to be fun. It's going to be, it's going to be a lot of fun for, for a lot of Doctor Who fans out there. I mean, as soon as his his face appears, everyone booed. Um, there, there was. We'll, we'll finish on just one point here. There was one other question from the audience that I thought was worth uh, mentioning, and um, yeah. Is a little bit sycophantic, and I know you and I were looking at each other and going, but, <laughs> but there was a the very articulate fan who just said this particular era, the Doctor and Companion era, felt as though it just kind of spanned over into the real world. So where the mm. characters ended and where the actors began was kind of blurred, and he really liked that. And you know, Nicola yeah. and Colin responded on stage as you would expect. But I, I think that's true, uh, and I, mm. I, I'm just looking. If you look at this story, the whole thing is a series of relationships. You know, when I say this story, Revelation, we've just seen yeah, Revelation. Yeah. There are about four different pairings of characters, and the relationship is examined, clearly developed, and you, the viewer empathises with them. Mm. And I just like comparing the relationship that Colin and Nicola have now off screen to the relationships between Orsini and Bostock, you know, Cara yeah. and her secretary. You know, you hear a lot of these, a lot of commentary saying crowded tardies, too many people, not enough time for character development. Well, I respectfully say bollocks. It's all <laughs> in the writing it and is. revelation. Yeah shows that and it's wonderful when it spans over into real life as well oh god yeah i mean it's, it was absolutely um i think that's why i like the story so much actually because it, it's very sort of robert holmesian with that, that you know the, the, very much the famous robert holmes double act um but you get this sort of the double act times three basically don't you it, it's it's fantastic and and i think with when it comes to nicola and and and, and colin it's there is a lot of warmth between the pair of them, and that's that has obviously been bit over, over a period of the last well, nearly 40 years now, which that's that's frightening to say, isn't it? That really is. It depends what perspective you're looking at. Oh, I know from. exactly. But, yeah, yeah, for from hours, yes. hours, yeah, we're old, so we're old. Yeah. We said that at the beginning. Oh, I know exactly. I'll say it again at the end. <laughs> what was I saying? I've forgotten. <laughs> I've forgotten. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I think I think it's really really um, nice to you know to see that on on stage and they they do bounce well off each other yeah Re you know it's it's lovely to see and you don't always get that with with actors you know that it's a lot of them it's uh it's just a job do you know it comes you know, across as genuine and yeah, i know exactly. they're actors uh, yeah. but it, uh, again think of the john pertwee relationship with katie manning yeah. it always felt slightly performed you know, mm. I do think there's a genuine affection there, but I think they, so, you know, yeah. But this, this Colin Baker and Nicola Bryant, for me, they, they, you know, they, it it feels real to me, and yeah. it, it feels like they're letting you in on their own 
personal lives a little and yeah. uh, whether or not that's just a more convincing performance uh, then uh, I don't really mind it just feels good I think you're right it, does, it did seem today it certainly seemed very very genuine it really yeah, did agree. Um, and I would very much like to go to another convention to hear the pair of them again so you know yeah. Hooverville you never know there's going to be something coming up at some point but I would be motivated to go along and hear that now it's after same today here. I think Colin was at uh, Hooverville last year I've oh, was he? Feeling. yeah I, I seem to recall Cool, so chances of him being two years in a row are slim perhaps very but soon, you never very know soon. you never know anyway on that note Phil listeners it's been wonderful talking to yes, you again indeed indeed very much enjoyed the event today and uh, we will be back with episode 339 is it Phil I think it is yes very soon you're asking me I'm old I don't know anyway bye bye